I figured after a few weeks of chatting all things goals and mindset and new year, it's time to get back into our pelvic floor programming a little bit. So I thought a good way to kind of transition back into that information is just to do a really good general list of the things that I work through with my patients and that you can kind of work through in your own um, fitness routines or through your own framework to help restore that core system. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balance Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics, such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, so glad you're here joining me this week for another episode on the Balanced Momtality Podcast. I hope that you have been enjoying this new year. I also hope you have had a chance to check out the last few weeks of the uh, podcast because I have been diving more into goal setting, mindset shifts, tools that are helpful, tools that are not helpful and can actually sabotage your progress, especially around health and wellness and weight loss. So if you have not checked those out, make sure you go back and check out the episodes that I posted through January. They will be really helpful in getting your mindset in gear and give you an action plan so that you can feel confident that you can show up consistently for those goals and crush them here in 2020. 24. And you have the accountability as well. I am here. So if you don't have an accountability buddy, I will be yours. All you have to do is come over to the Balance Momtality Wellness and Support Group on Facebook. It is free and private and I am there for you. So even if you want to just have me as your accountability buddy to show up for these goals, let's do it. Let me know what that goal is and how I can be there to support you. But I figured after a few weeks of chatting all things goals and mindset and new year, it's time to get back into our pelvic floor programming a little bit. So I thought a good way to kind of transition back into that information is just to do a really good general list of the things that 
I work through with my patients and that you can kind of work through in your own um, fitness routines or through your own framework to help restore that core system. So um, a little plug here, I am working on an online course that is called Restore Your Core. And so this is going to be for anybody that is just feeling like they have some core weakness. Maybe they um, had a baby. Maybe they didn't. They have back pain. Maybe they leak. This is kind of a general um, for women. If you've had kids or not, young, old, doesn't matter. This is just a very general course to help you get that connection back Feel strong and make sure that you're getting that big bang for your buck as you're taking the time to move through these different exercises that your core is showing up how it should and helping you heal and also avoid any injuries or causing of leaking, making prolapse worse, making diastasis worse, all of these things that we are trying to avoid. And so this is here for you. And again, maybe you have never had a kid. Maybe you don't leak. Maybe you don't even really have any obvious pelvic floor symptoms. But if you do have back pain, hip pain, even if you have foot plantar fasciitis or neck pain, this course is going to help you because everything stems from the core. Everything stems from moving beyond that core system. If we don't have balance and stability and support and strength in our core system, the other joints and movement patterns that we're going to do are going to be at a higher risk for injury and dysfunction. So this is just a great place to start for anyone who just wants to make sure they have a really solid foundation. And it is something that I think is crucial, especially if you are pregnant or postpartum or have any pelvic floor symptoms, obviously. So the leaking, pelvic pain, prolapse, maybe you even have fissures, hemorrhoids, diastasis, um, pain with vaginal exams, you know, again, back pain, hip pain, menstrual cramps, endometriosis, constipation. These are all things, interstitial cystitis, bladder pain. These are all things that can be coming from the pelvic floor space. And we want to just make sure that we are addressing that system. So today's episode is going to just give you my little breakdown of my Restore Your Core checklist. So I have eight things on this checklist that I definitely pay attention to in my mind as I'm working through with my patients. And, you know, after having so many women really asking, like, what are these steps? What's the next phase? Making sure they are getting that comprehensive plan of care. It made me realize I need to put this down so that you guys can see this checklist and really get a sense for those pieces that need to be in place in order for you to have that restored strong core system. So let's just dive right into number one. Number one is just to reconnect. We really have to just reconnect to that space, to the pelvic floor, to the whole core system. Again, remembering that that pelvic floor is a floor foundational piece of the core system. And so making sure we have the awareness of what it feels like to engage and contract that muscle, what it feels like to relax 
relax and lengthen it, if it's sensitive, if it's painful, if it's numb, you know, we just need to reconnect and know that space in our body a little better because this is probably the hardest step. Um, You know, you can do all the exercises in the world, but if you are not connected and your brain doesn't have a strong connection to this space, other muscles are going to do the work and you're not going to get the strengthening or the relaxation that you're really looking for when you are going into your exercises. So we really just need to reconnect because again, even if it's outside of exercise, if we aren't aware that we're clenching our pelvic floor throughout the day, all day long, then we aren't going to be able to heal our pelvic pain. Because even if you're coming to me to get release work, if you're working against that release work all day by clenching and holding, it's going to just not really work out, right? So we need to have that awareness so we can check in both during exercise, but also just through our day to day. So we know what that pelvic floor is doing and how it's showing up. Um, So yeah, number one is just to reconnect. Number two is to restore your breath. So we really need to be able to feel a deep core breath. That breath needs to be able to go deep into the pelvic floor. It needs to be able to spread pressure throughout the whole core system. And again, this breath piece is so crucial. I have so many episodes on breath work and there will be more, but please go check them out. I'm not going to dive too much into that in this episode on the nitty gritty of it, but just know that the breath work is so, so huge. It helps manage the pressure. If you do this correctly, you will avoid things like prolapse and leaking and diastasis because you've been managing your pressure well. And this is also a way that we use this breath work to help actually strengthen the pelvic floor. And this breath is really one of the pieces that can make anything you do a core workout if you are using this breath correctly. So restore your breath. That is number two. But what if as you start to get into your breath work and you're trying to get that breath deep and you just cannot feel it in your pelvic floor for the life of you, your belly is the main place you are seeing this pressure exchange, you're seeing that belly rise. So that's good. We know that the diaphragm is engaging. However, again, we need to have equal management of that pressure and that pressure needs to be spread throughout the core. So if only one section of that core is expanding on the inhale and probably a similar section that's recoiling and engaging on the exhale, this is going to add to dysfunction and excessive pressures. So Um, The other step, step three, is to help balance the tissues. So we need to make sure that breath can get into the pelvic floor. It can get into the back because breath is going to follow where it's least resisted, which again, after, especially after babies, belly is usually that space. But if you're someone who has some pelvic pain, even some back pain, you'll probably realize your pelvic floor isn't really expanding at all. Your back probably isn't expanding at all. And that's because this is where the There's tightness and tension and resistance to that breath. And so it is a combination of working with different positioning during breath work to try and encourage breath into certain spaces. If you need some help and support with that, let me know. But it's also trying to get in on those tissues physically, whether it's with hands or tools to help open and relax that tissue, get rid of any trigger points, any scar tissue, 
fascial restrictions. We really need to make sure that everything in that core system has the capacity to be able to stretch and lengthen and relax with that pressure of the breath. So balancing the tissues is really important. And this doesn't only go in terms of tightness. So we can also work on balancing the tissues by strengthening and trying to get more engagement in some of those weak spaces that have no tone. And so just kind of, again, observing your body and the tissues in the core and what your imbalance is and kind of where we need to focus some release work and some relaxation work and where we might need to focus more on some strengthening and toning things up. So balancing the tissues is number three. And um, in addition to that, number four is to restore core and pelvic stability. So this is where we are looking at strengthening. We are trying to strengthen that pelvic floor core system. The entire core system needs to have the capacity to be able to turn on appropriately in the proper plan and motor control, right? And so if we have, say, your upper abs are turning on before your lower abs, we're actually going to be getting a pressure exchange, shoving pressure down on the pelvic floor, which is what we don't want. So even though we're going into strengthening here, we need to make sure that it's stable and uniform and balanced. We need that bottom-up approach of these core muscles so that we are lifting and supporting the pelvic girdle and the spine and not increasing any pressure in either spaces in the core system. So this is where we really work on that deep corseting, creating that core brace, finding what it feels like to be engaged in your neutral spine and trying to create stability and control from that neutral spine place. So some of these exercises look more like um, the core march that if you're a patient of mine, you are very familiar with this one. But even if we think of a more common one like dead bug, right, where we may be moving our arms and legs, but that core system should be blocked like a board. We're trying to just connect and solidify that stability in that connection between the pelvic girdle and the spine and using that core system to create that stability. So the next one on our list, I believe this is number five, is to restore your functional strength. So again, we don't just strengthen lying down on the ground, right? But yes, we have to start there. We need to make sure we know the control, we know what it feels like to engage, but then we need to make sure that we are looking more at those functional movement patterns like squats and deadlifts and bridges and lunges and these things that we're already doing every day. But if we're doing them wrong, we can really end up causing injuries and increasing our risk for injuries because we might be overextending our back and not having that spinal stability and having back pain every time we're doing a deadlift or a squat. We might have some hip or knee pain during these movement patterns if we're not doing it correctly. So making sure we have that functional movement pattern down. So yes, during exercise, we're doing them correctly and safely and we're strengthening that movement. But also every time you're picking up that baby, the car seat, the laundry basket, a heavy door, you know what it feels like and what that core should feel like and what the movement pattern should feel like as you go through 
that exertional movement because we are, we're cleaning, we're carrying groceries, we're carrying kids. Maybe sometimes we're doing all of the above at once. And we need to know that we are doing the best we can to optimize our movement patterns throughout all of the heavy demands that motherhood and just life bring to us. So um, the next one on the checklist, number six, is once we have that functional strength, again, kind of more dynamic, um, double leg, like squats, deadlifts, these, you know, functional movement patterns. Once we have that strength and stability through those more functional upright positions, we then want to start looking more at single leg stability and trying to make sure you have not only the balance on one leg, but the support and control and stability throughout your pelvis and spine. And that core system is what does that. And this is crucial, especially for people who are trying to get back to exercises like running, um, jumping jacks, you know, any of my high level athletes, we need that single limb support, especially running. You are on one leg more than you're on two. And so we need the body to be able to support itself and show up. You know, so many women that I see are like, yeah, I don't really leak if I just do a jump squat. That's two legs, you're jumping, landing on two feet, they're okay. But get them on one foot and all of a sudden they're leaking. And that just tells me so much about how not only their hip is showing up, but how their pelvic floor and the rest of their core system is showing up. So we really need to make sure we are providing that stability and support on a single leg. And this, again, not only goes to balance and the support in the core, but all the way down to the feet. We need our feet to really be able to engage and absorb shock and transfer that load and pressure up the chain. If we have a really rigid foot that isn't absorbing shock, it's going to put a ton of pressure up into your other joints, your knees, your hips, and yes, your pelvic floor. A lot of times leaking can be caused just from that inability of your feet to absorb that shock and pressure. So again, single leg exercises are very crucial, but you have to be careful that you don't go into these too soon because you need to make sure you have the control through those movement patterns. Because if you go into single leg stuff too soon, you can, you're at a little higher risk of getting some spinal rotation and things in there that can cause some back pain and things like that if you do them incorrectly. But this is something we want to make sure that we are um, keeping an eye on as we are returning to exercise and activity. So the next one kind of builds off of this um, because I did kind of mention the feet, but the next one is optimize the kinetic chain. And the kinetic chain is just your entire body. <laughs> so the kinetic chain is just a fancy scientific word for the muscular slings and systems that work in our body. So looking at the whole chain of movement through the body, all the way up from the neck, the shoulders, the spine, the pelvis, hips, knees, feet, the whole thing. We need to make sure that that whole chain is working together as it should. Again, we need the foot to be able to absorb shock. We need our hips to be able to control the, the arch in our foot, the angle of our knees, the support of our pelvis. We need our thoracic spine to be able to provide some rotation and shift some of the pressures through our body and hold us upright. We even need the muscles in our neck and in our jaw to help support our tongue the way it's supposed to so that our core shows up 
how it should. Yes, even your tongue posture matters. So the whole kinetic chain is something that we definitely want to look at once we've gotten further down that road of recovery and restoration. And so that final step is the return to sport or impact. So maybe you have a specific sport we need this is when we start doing specific sport related movement exercises this is when we start returning to impact getting some of those jumps in jumping jacks trying to get back to running you know getting back on the trampoline with your kids we need to make sure that those other pieces in that checklist are there and have been addressed before we get into impact too soon because again this is where if we skip some of these steps in the checklist you are going to end up seeing some issues down the road that we could have avoided. And so do your best as you navigate through this checklist. And I am here for you, obviously, if you need some more individualized support. Um, I do do virtual coaching, so please reach out to me if you are not local to me. But if you are in Los Alamos, New Mexico, in the Northern New Mexico space, come see me in person. I can get my hands on your pelvis. We can do an internal pelvic assessment, see what your pelvic floor is doing, if it needs to strengthen or if it actually needs to relax and get some lengthening release work done to it because you're clenching it all day long, this will help you. And just a side note with that, if you kind of go through some of this or any exercise in general and you start to notice some signs like leaking more, you're starting to have pelvic pain if you didn't or your pain is getting worse, you're starting to feel like you have UTIs or urgency, urinary urgency, some bladder pain, intercourse is super uncomfortable. These are all signs that your pelvic floor might be tightening up. So if that's the case, pause on your strengthening and reach out to me because we can definitely make things worse if we just go too ham, too strong on the strength training exercises. And this is again why Kegels are not always the best fit. I have an episode to Kegel or not to Kegel, if you are curious what I mean by that, because yeah, Kegels are not meant for everybody. And in fact, I usually rarely actually prescribe Kegels. I do strength train pelvic floor, obviously, but in a much more functional way. Again, we want to train that muscle how it's supposed to function for us. But that's a whole tangent and I have other episodes on that. So go check it out. But I just want to put that caveat out here and also just keep an eye. I'm going to release this restore your core checklist so that you can have it for free. Um, you will be joining my newsletter with that. So um, if you want it, go to my website in the next couple days. If it's not there, I will announce it again um, with my next podcast episode once I get it connected. But also if it's not there, just send me an email, find me on social social, the balance mentality, and just let me know and I will email it over to you because I do think this is going to be a helpful thing just to help you kind of, again, see the steps that you need to take as you are working through your healing journey. And keep an eye because I am going to be releasing this Restore Your Core program, which is going to cover in depth all of these sections, troubleshooting these sections, exercises for these sections, education on these sections, tools, lots of things, lots of good resources going into this course for you. 
And if there is something specific you're looking for in a course like this, let me know because I'm creating this now. So I might as well tailor this to you and your needs. So I would love to know. Come over again to the Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support. Let me know. Send me a DM. Send me an email. My contact information is always in the show notes if you didn't know. And if you found this helpful at all, please help me help others by leaving me a five-star review for my podcast. It really is how this show gets spread for other people to see this information. And at this point, I am making no money from this podcast and it is all free information for you. And I want it to be spread worldwide so that every woman knows what their core is supposed to be doing and what it looks like when it's not functioning correctly. And hopefully this checklist gave you a little bit more organization as you do go through your own healing journey and let me know however else I can help you. But otherwise, stay tuned for next week on the Balanced Mentality Podcast. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balanced Mentality Podcast.